Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And guys, it's February, and that means it's time for, I don't know, people to start. My whole area is getting sick, and it's like just, you know, cold, common cold stuff. So we're here to give you some tips on how to make sure you stay clean and healthy as we enter like this weird cold allergy season that we're approaching. Um, Number one, stop going outside. Just stop. We're done with it. What's out there? We've done it all. Right. Step two, make out with lots of people. That's how you build your immune system. Right. If you were if you were a kid that wasn't allowed to play in dirt to build up your immune system, the adult version of that is getting herpes. And that right. way you won't get it again. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. That's exactly how it works. Um also maybe just like be better have like a bet just stop getting sick it's all in your head physical sickness is truly a mind game and it's up to you the patient to never give in right also step four get a vaccine every week listen if you go to different pharmacies they're not going to cross check you especially if you're going to different brands of pharmacies like the cvs is not going to tell the walgreens that you got a vaccine from them so like just go get another one and if you're like man i've had like a lot of covid vaccines switch over to the flu got a bunch of those switch over to polio get the tetanus just there's plenty you just keep spice it up you know so this season, if you feel like, man, I've been having a really bad runny nose, my allergies are kind of off the chart. Well, first of all, what are you allergic to that's setting you off? And why do you allow it to exist? I'm allergic to pollen. Stop being near pollen. That is on you. You That also, is a solvable how much problem. pollen is there in February? Like, I get it. Like, what with the whole climate shift, you know, everything's kind of in flux, but it feels weird to be complaining about it this early and right. not do something about it. I just think people should like, I think if you're going to be sick, be really sick or just go to work and get everybody sick. I think those are your options because like if you're not very sick, then the whole time you're not at work, you're going to be like, man, I could have gone to work. Just go to work and get everybody sick or... Double down on your sickness and be like, oh, I definitely can't go to work and I probably shouldn't go for the next three days. That's what you, it should be one or the other. And men already have a horrible reputation for like when they get sick, like they can't do anything and like their wives and girlfriends have to take care of them. It's like apparently something that's just out in the zeitgeist that I've recently found out about. So basically men, next time you're sick, die, just die. I mean, and yeah, then I guess note, right before you die, just be like. I didn't want to be a burden. <laughs> yeah, make sure you really go out with a guilt trip. People love yeah, that. Oh, people love that. Uh, this intro was brought to you by my current runny nose with no other symptoms. Body, what's up with that? <laughs> um, Alex, do you want to talk about our movie this week? Yeah, our movie this week is Hitch, bro. The 2005 Will Smith classic featuring Will Smith himself, obviously, Eva Mendez, and Kevin James, bro. Yeah, we're going to be going into this movie full depth. If you don't want to hear us talk about this, you can skip to this time code right here. Time code, 26 minutes. All right, pretty simple uh, concept. Uh, Will Smith plays a character called Alex Hitchens, who is... Uh, a date doctor, essentially. He helps men who have the inability to connect or communicate or form relationships with women get the attention of the girls they're interested in. So the dudes who just have a hard time, they know who they like already. And sometimes the girl doesn't know who they exist or just doesn't see them that way. Hitch helps them just get to the next level, get their foot in the door. And then they kind of just, once that happens, Hitch is like, they just need to know you. And yeah. he just helps them get to that point where they know who you are. Um, and so it works referral only. And it's a lot of his business is work on secrecy because a lot of women wouldn't trust a guy who like was secretive about how they met and the strategies behind that. So it's referral only. And he gets 
connected with Albert, who gets recommended or referred to him, and Albert is interested in a celebrity. Yes. And then hilarity ensues. Yeah. Um. This movie is very straight. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Um, the vibes yeah. of this movie. I mean, it's also 2005. Yes. So, and Alex and I were talking about this a little bit. This movie is such a time capsule in terms of, like, tone, theme, how this movie got made, like, or, like, the pre-production behind it. Like, it is all very, like, mid-2000s, early 2000s. This movie starts with a monologue by uh, Hitchens, by Hitch, that's a lot of, like, women don't know what they want. Men just kind of need to nudge them in the right direction. Women are going to give you all these BS excuses, and they want you to fight a little bit harder, which is a tone that may not play well with modern audiences. So like you got to go into this movie with like an understanding that once you get past the opening monologue, if the opening monologue gives you the ick, I don't blame you, but that's you're not, not gonna like get, you you can't get through the rest of the movie. If you can't get yeah. through the opening monologue, then the rest of the movie is going to be brutal. Now, I think this movie still holds a lot of charm. Um I think that a lot of what Hitch tells his clients is not bad advice. I think a lot of what he does is like whenever you meet anybody new, it doesn't even like this advice is not exclusive to a romantic partner. But sometimes if you are weird, you've got to unpack that weird bag slow. So right. I'm going to give you some tips on how to be normal enough until it's time to unpack the weird bag, which is not bad advice. <laughs> like right. some people. He like also some... talks about like, um, hey man, uh, you need to stand out. She kind of needs to know who you are. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, you know, that's that's valid. That is very valid. And Hitch goes on this character arc where he is this very like logic based women behave this way. And I know this for a fact. And you kind of watch that demeanor shift a little bit to where like, yeah, a lot of people do behave in this predictable manner, but behaving on that instinct alone gets you in trouble. Right. Well, it's also, it's so hard because this movie is obviously just guy who became successful with women, mostly because he's just attractive um, and got super confident tries to teach unconfident guys how to be confident. Yeah. And that's like most of it. And like, so he gives them like rules to go by, but like half of them don't even listen. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of what being cool is when you're Will Smith is like being able to wing it in between. Like when he's meeting Eva Mendes' character, he's winging it, bro. It like, he, it just works for him. Um, you can't teach that to somebody, which is why Albert ends up like just you know, flying by the seat of his pants for a lot of the interaction. And that's the part that, you know, Allegra really likes. Yeah, absolutely. And so Hitch is a very charismatic guy. Like, oh, yeah, it's insane. I, like, I've been saying all this is like kind of just like a preface to the fact that like this movie still works for the most part. Like, I would say 80 percent of this movie still works like at a also, foundational think, level yeah 100% and, when, and I also think this movie is 100% perfect to half the people that watch it they won't even see an issue with it <laughs> yeah yeah They're like yeah that makes sense I, I totally get it I, what he's saying is 100% true and then yeah. there's gonna be other people who are like are you what <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me um, so yeah so watching this through I think this is like my third or fourth time watching this. I've seen this movie a, a few times. Right. Um, this movie is not as funny the fourth time around. It's really and, not, dude. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because the jokes don't land or if there aren't jokes in this movie. Well, I'm here's the thing, I dude. Think, I'll let I you think, make your point. I'm in the same boat, and I'm, I wonder if we're going to pull different things. 
I think this movie doesn't have jokes. Will Smith is just a likable enough guy to where when he says something with a cadence, you're inclined to laugh a little bit. Okay, I think the joke in this movie is black guys are cool, white guys are not. And you're just going to laugh about that over and over and over again. Sure. Yeah, that's definitely true as well. And it's like, it gets old so fast. Also, it's like, uh, it's uh, black guys are cool, white guys are not. And then there's another joke that gets old really fast is, boy, oh boy, is this state going badly. Yes. Yeah. Um, And it happens to both of the characters in this movie. So it's not like it's just unique to one person. Um, I think in terms of that, like, Kevin James is not cool, like that joke, that ends after his first date with Allegra. Like, when they do that fashion show and they do that, like, side-by-side of him getting ready for the date and him being on the date, after that, it's done. It's done. You can't do it again. Yeah. The whole, like, dancing thing. I'm like, after that, yeah, it was just a lot, dude. And it's just over and over and over again. I'm like, I we get it. He's nerdy. He doesn't interact with women very often, but I don't know. Here's the thing. I think people our age that gets old and people older than us are like, it's, it's just still funny. It's just still their humor. Um, and I don't know. All right. So I'm interested to find out what, I mean, this is a, this is, you have the keys to the kingdom. You have the answers to the test. What (laughs) of this movie, uh, formed me? What, what part of this movie made me? The, I think specifically, like obviously the the ideal charisma that Will Smith exudes in this is right. you know, something easy to latch onto. I mm-hmm. think if we want to narrow it down, it's what you said earlier about Hitch's ability to wing it. Like that specifically, I think was a trait that's uh desirable and be like that's the thing that I want to imitate. Right. Um uh, there's so many things you can pull yeah, from this movie could, that I yeah. wanted. Um, this was the first time I was like, oh, Latinas, it's the end game. <laughs> it's the end game. That's what this is. What, this is what it's all about. And you got about. it. You nailed it. And I <laughs> nailed it. I went out and married the first one I could find. Um, it, yeah, that was a huge one. I remember I, when I was watching this movie with Macy, I'm like, oh, I think this is where it started. <laughs> 2005. How early. And then... It was the it's the winging it that scene where he's going up to her and he's listening to this guy bomb. I'm like, how did he come up with this whole plan, dude? It was impressive. Yeah, and absolutely. I talked like that. I went around talking like that, and then the whole black guys are cool, white guys are not thing really made me be like, I really gotta tap into that being black thing <laughs> because it's <laughs> working for Will Smith. Um. You underestimated your own power. <laughs> right. I also <laughs> fell in love with like city dating. Yes. It got me yeah. it got me excited to I was way too young, but I'm like, well, I can't wait till I can date and we can go out and do these crazy things like ride on jet skis and I can't wait till um we can just go to dinner shows and we can catch taxis and I can just show up to her house and then when she goes to sleep I can go out and get, you know, donuts and be back in two minutes because we're living in the city. Yeah. Like that whole vibe of something's always going on. Dates can be crazy. That was awesome. And this guy also knew everybody. He had the hookups to everything. Like I wanted his life so bad. (laughs) I was also convinced I was like the woman whisperer like he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were convinced of that. I remember. I was (laughs) convinced, bro. Um, Yeah. So this movie, of all the four we're going to watch this month, this one made the biggest impact. It's not even close. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you've said this before. Like, this was the movie that, like, you would talk to other people. You would bring up just so you can talk about this movie. Yeah. I'd be like, they'd be like, do you know what I'm like? We're going to watch this movie. This will explain a lot. That's crazy, bro. Like, okay, I know you're just trying to get to know me. Let's, uh, instead of telling you my backstory let's just watch a movie and you'll get the gist i watched this with girlfriends i watched this with regular friends i watched this with my friends girlfriends so they knew our dynamic (laughs) it was crazy bro crazy and i'm not like that anymore yeah what a waste what a waste (laughs) (laughs) and i think 
This movie was definitely one of those movies that, like, when we first became friends in high school, like, you know, like you said, we watched that, or, like, you had me watch it, and I was like, oh, yeah, uh uh-huh, like, it was very uh, similar to just, like, our high school friendship. Yeah, dude, and it was, I don't know, the thing is, is fake charisma turns into real charisma if you do it long enough. Yeah. So I just, like, pretended to be Will Smith, and then I became Will Smith. It was insane. Um, okay, back to the movie. Yes. I love the I think the first part of this movie is the interesting part. Correct. It's it's like the heist movie, and then after the heist, there's drama in the team and they're gonna they're getting chased by the cops. It's like no. The actual heist is fun. Everything after this is boring. And yeah. I felt that for me, this movie, the last time it was interesting was when Will Smith and Eva Mendes kiss. After the whole second date scene where his face blows up. Yeah. Right after that, I'm like, and that's when the conflict happens. So this is like be- middle of the second act, end of second act. When the conflict hits, as soon as the conflict hits, I'm like, oh, this movie, I don't want this to be ruined. Yeah. And it's because... all of ruined because of miscommunication, which is the worst kind of, you know, issue, conflict in a movie. It's, it's yeah. the worst kind. When this movie has to fall back on being a movie is when this is when it starts to suffer. Um, because I've discussed, you know, many times, I think uh, rom-coms have the worst, like, third acts of all time. Just right. consistently. Like, their second to third act transition is bad every time, and this movie is no exception. So... When it becomes like a like the scene where Eva Mendez and like her photographer try to like set up like a sting to catch yeah. him as the date doctor, um, that was just rough because then Sarah, which is Eva Mendez's character, starts to like yell at him and scream at him, and like he doesn't get a chance to defend himself. She is just mad. And I'm like, hey, this would be such a simple thing to talk over. You can talk about why you don't like it. You can talk about why you do it. You can see if there's some sort of middle ground. And you can understand each other a little bit more. But no, the answer is break stuff in the apartment, storm out, and then not see each other for 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah, that was so annoying. It was so annoying. And... The speed dating scene was okay, was okay. And then the last 15 minutes are possibly the most annoying part of this movie. Yes. I am so glad you feel the same way because when Hitch finally does that rom-com, you know, when Harry met Sally, big open heart monologue, it is the worst one I've ever seen. It's brutal. Here's the thing. Also, I think it's... it. The movie could have ended when Eva Mendes is apologizing to him. Be like, I messed up. And he goes, yeah. I'm, that's fine. I'm already over it. And I'm like, okay. And then he does this whole, you know, I don't know how I would ever go out without you, whatever. He, It's realistic in the fact that he doesn't know what to say. And I've done this before. But I don't yeah. know if I did it for real if I was because I was copying this movie. It's hard to tell. <laughs> um, it's like, you don't know what to say, but you're feeling all these emotions. And he goes, can we just shut the door and I can just talk to you? And I'm like, yes, I've done that in real life. But this is a movie. <coughs> it feels weird when I'm watching Will Smith do it to Eva Mendez. And she's not receptive. She's listening. But she's not giving him any feedback. And he's pouring out his heart. And it's a horrible monologue. Even if it's kind of real, it feels weird. Yeah, because watching him bomb was not fun or funny or entertaining. And then when yeah, he finally gets... Yeah, we're rooting for him. And then we get to the part where... He's saying what's actually on his mind. This is the part of the speech that we should care about. And I feel like nothing about it is very unique. He doesn't say anything that this is the worst dialogue for him in this movie. Like it is just the worst written because there's so much of this movie that is so very well written, specifically what he says, like the way he speaks is naturally... It's not so crazy. It's naturally engaging. So when you get to this part that's supposed to be the most important part of the movie, this is like 
all the eggs are in this basket and he's just not selling it. It really makes the end of this movie be underwhelming a little bit. Yeah. I was not a fan and I don't, I remember it falling off, but I don't remember it being like bad. And I watched this and I was like, Oh, this is uncomfortable. I don't like yeah. this. And then like, it feels out of character. Like he wouldn't actually do this. And then when like he jumps on the car like he's obsessed with her. I'm like, you would never. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Get it together. You're an adult. Um, I don't know, dude. Do we want to talk about the whole like side story with Albert? And I, I do want to say a little bit for a little bit. Um, yeah. I really liked um the Allegra Albert storyline just because I thought it was cute. Yeah. Um, it was really nice to see this like high pressure couple in Hitch and Sarah where like both of them are very reserved and they are both holding back from each other. And then you see Albert and Allegra that are very open with, and they're just cute. They're an adorable couple. And it was nice to get that kind of contrast to be like this whole movie could have been, it would have been more melancholic if it was just focusing on Hitch's inability to open himself up genuinely along with Eva Mendes's character. But having them injected in there allows Hitch to be more personable and more likable. And it also kind of reminds us of what, of what the end game is supposed to be. Right. Also, it's very easy to get bored of hot people fall in love with other hot people. Yeah. So any adjustment to that is really refreshing. Also, want to give a shout out to um, a pre-burn notice Jeffrey Donovan. Dude, this isn't as known for four. I know, right? And it's it crazy. makes me mad. It makes me mad. I'm like, I feel so bad for him. However, he kills it. He plays the Playboy douche very well. <laughs> yeah, because I think when I watched Burn Notice, I was looking at his IMDb and I saw that he was in it. I think, like I said, one of the three or four times that I've watched this movie was so I could watch it for Jeffrey Donovan because I was on a Burn Notice kick. And I'm like, what else has this guy been in? And I saw that he has mm, seven minutes of screen time. And I'm um, like, all right, well, <laughs> maybe not totally worth it for that. But hey, you, you did great, man. And again, that's one of those yeah. things that like th it's so frustrating because with the miscommunication part when Sarah is like, yeah, well, Vance told us that, you know, he's one of your clients and Hitch is like, well, he lied. He I like, didn't. Are I you serious? The look on his face. I'm like, dude, say what you will about Will Smith. He's a very good actor. Oh, yeah. And when when he said, you know, um, well, I heard from Vance. He goes. In his head, Will Smith was probably thinking, all right, this threw away all this trash because yeah. she couldn't just ask me. And it was just like it, the look on his face. Because at that point, I would have been like, oh, this is never going to work out. If you think I'm the kind of guy that would do that and you would believe a stranger over me, oh, this is never going to work out. That And that was the whole speed dating scene, which pretty good. Even though it was yeah. in the middle of the bad part of the movie, that's a good scene. It is. It really is. Um, yeah, we also get a cameo from Joe Latrulio in that scene. Anytime that he has more hair than he does in Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> is so yep. wild to look at. Because he in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he has what I'm going to call a normal amount of hair. And then in any other project that he is, that he is in, he has what I'm going to call an absurd amount of hair. It's insane, dude. It's insane. Uh, dude, but... I don't know. It's a rom. I forget this movie's a rom-com. Yes. So I think at the end of the day, this is a good rom-com. But if you don't like rom-com tropes, it is gonna. It is weighed down heavily by that. Right. So bear that in mind. The first half, like you said, the first half of the movie is very interesting, and then the second half of the movie is just another rom-com. It's like, oh, yeah, we forgot we're making a rom-com. Got to double down on the whole movie that we have not established up until this point. So I think for that reason, I'm going to let it sit where other good rom-coms sit. And that is a 7 out of 10. Okay. I'm giving it a 6, 7, 5. Yeah. Which makes that's... me mad that I based off my <laughs> entire identity for like eight years 
off a 6.75. <laughs> That's not good. Dude, this movie is great for... Uh, I, I honestly think if you are 15 years old and you are presented with a slew of movies that you could potentially base your personality off of, this is far, and I cannot stress this enough, far <laughs> from the worst that you could choose. Right. Yeah, that's that's a fact. Um, it's yeah, and it, this is one of those things that like yeah, at the time, uh, this was a good thing to base it off of. It doesn't quite hold it up. It's like uh, all your white grandpas basing it off of like Clint Eastwood movies. Be like, yeah, I mean, maybe at the time that was cool, but <laughs> I wouldn't go showing it to people saying this is who I am, you know. <laughs> But I think it's still an interesting movie when you view it through the lens of this is 2005. And it's very hard to forget when you look at what everybody's wearing. (laughs) All right, Alex, what do we have for our improv segment? Okay. Our improv segment is a brand new one. And it's called The Negotiation. Now, we have a lot of negotiation improvs. We're trying to talk somebody out of this, talk somebody out of this. Um, Craig... We're just going to negotiate things in general. This could be the start of a job. This could be a new babysitter. This is like after the interview, we're just trying to figure out how much you're going to get paid. But compensation isn't everything. We need to throw in other bonuses, benefits, things like that. We got to get creative with it. We could be negotiating wishes with a genie. We can be doing anything, but we got to get creative. And if this sucks, then maybe we'll turn this into a one hit and we'll never <laughs> do it again. But we're going to try it out. Um. So we'll start with one scene. If it goes short, we'll do more. Um, I think we should start with negotiating with a genie and we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I, of course, am Will Smith, so I will be the genie. Okay, sure. All right. So, of course, you know, whole lamp. We're going to do uh, three wishes. Obviously, can't wish for more wishes. Obviously, uh, can't bring people back from the dead. Can't make people fall in love. Uh, what do you think? Um, define bring someone back from the dead. Um, this has never really happened before. Most of the time, I think these rules are pretty straightforward. I guess we'll say a being that had brainwaves and no longer has brainwaves. Okay. And you can bring them back to their previous state. Okay. So can I, can I bring their ghost back? Can I bring their ghost back? Okay. I'll allow you to bring a ghost back, but we'll only give you two wishes. And you can't use a two ghost wishes. So only one of them can be a ghost witch. So so the ghost wish costs two of my three wishes? Yes. Okay. Um, and maybe on top of that, the whole time their ghost is here, you're the only one that can see them. That's fine. That's fine. Um, how about if that's going to cost two of my wishes, can I get like a half wish on top of that? That's like, I wish I had a dozen donuts. That, wait, hold on. Wait. No. Hold on. I said, like, this is purely an example. Okay, okay. I'm not this, obviously, is like a, this is a metaphor or simile. This is, yeah. So, like, could I say that, like, can we find some things that might be like a half wish? So okay, that way I half get... wishes. Uh, you can never wish for anything over $250,000 uh, for you or anybody Whoa, else. that's so much. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yes. On board with that. that also, yeah. you can't get investment advice on that 250000 $250, You can't invest it or buy anything that increases in value for 250,000. At at the time of wishing, the maximum amount is $250,000. So if you buy a $250,000 okay, house, if, the house is not going to appreciate. Okay, what if I were to use that half wish on like a racing horse, which we all which you know is probably under You cannot bet on the racing horse and flip but them. But what on. if I but what if I turn that into a career and I end up through my own skill and virtue and dedication that was not granted by your magic? You simply gave me the horse to do so. I go and make more money than that. Does that okay? Does that, I'm not going to give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I would. Why wouldn't you just ask for a horse? Well, I want to know that I can use my half wish on it. And if and so why are if you the adding horse, extra steps? Just wish for the horse. I want to know if it's going to count as a half wish or a whole wish. If okay. I use said horse, you seem to be really concerned about my future vis-a-vis these wishes. I so just, I just want to make... Do you know how many times wanna... people rub this lamp? It, you'd be, it's often, okay? And this is the first time I've ever granted half wishes, and I'm kind of hesitant, and I think you're going to ruin it for everybody coming after you. I just want to make sure I don't use a half wish now, and then it ends up making me more money than your allotted money ceiling and then i now owe you half i now owe you half a wish somehow i just i just want to make well, sure that you know 
Um, it is in your best interest to not try and use it to make money. Okay. Other things you can use a half wish on, uh, free meals for life. Um, you can talk to one animal, one One specific animal. animal? Oh, no. One animal. And that animal has a regular lifespan. I'm glad that we both came to that clarification. All right. One animal. You can also drink all water without filtration. And hold on. Has someone wished for that before? Uh, there's been a couple of people who, you know, wished for, you know, countries to get water. Okay. Like, so I can that's drink a full water. Wish. But okay, that's a full wish. Got it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Half wishes is just you can drink any water. And then okay. I think the last half wish will be uh, you can read in your dreams. Now, what? Hold on. Okay. So. If again, we're going to have to double back to several things, but yeah. if I use this half wish, my options are a horse, yep. self water, yeah, a lump sum of cash, yep. um, <laughs> talking to a single animal yep. and sleep reading. Yeah. Because th- some I guy think- before you wished that nobody could read in their sleep. So that's why no one can read. But if you want to have that back, I'll let you have it for a half wish. Now, I'm afraid to bring this up. Does the half wish only come into play if I go for the ghost wish? Yes. There okay. we go. Okay. Gotta gotta make I sure. I thought you were pretty rock solid on that ghost wish. So if okay. we're not doing that, then we wasted a lot of time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just, I, sorry. I just, I like to be the kind of guy that is very clear about the rules. How do you feel about mm, insect genocide? Uh, You can't get rid of mosquitoes somebody already tried and it ruined like an entire ecosystem so i had to bring can't them can't or shouldn't uh i won't allow it someone already tried okay. to do it and uh the world almost ended so i had to like renege on that one could um, i hold on could i use a half wish to make it so the ecosystem can continue without mosquitoes no you can use a half wish so that mosquitoes don't bother you I will also alter instead of three wishes, I'll give you five half wishes, and they have to be the five that oh, we have outlined already. Whoa, that, hold on. Now, this is something. Hold on. Never mind. Because the best one on there was the lump sum and the mosquitoes. Right. Both of things I could use two full wishes on and still get a third <laughs> better wish. Um, God, I guess I really don't need to see my grandma that bad, huh? All right. Um, okay. You know what? I think I've decided on my wishes. Okay. Okay. What are your wishes? Yep. Number one. Mm-hmm. I lied. I didn't have all my wishes ready. Are you sure? Like, do you have anywhere that you need to? I be? had a feeling. We're starting from the top. Cox gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. That's negotiation. I think it passed. You'll see it again sometime. <sighs> all right. This middle segment I have prepped for us. Uh, this one's called overseas. Uh. We did a segment a very, very long time ago where I brought to you the plots of Broadway musicals and you had to guess if they were real or fake. Um, oh, jeez. I'm doing the same thing, but with anime. So oh, good luck. no. <laughs> so I have six titles for you. I'm not going to tell you the titles. I'm going to give you the plots to them. And yeah. I want you to guess... Um. By the plot, if you think that it's a real or fake anime. Um, and, you know, I can give you a bonus point or whatever if you can also guess the title of it. Oh, this is going to be impossible. All right. The first one. Yep. A period piece set in the late 90s tells the story of two high school seniors as they work at their local video store, handle the ins and outs of high school, and fall in love. Also, one of them is dying. Um. Okay. That sounds made up why is that maybe it's not made up <laughs> all i had to okay. ask was why so here's what I'm saying. Kinda, um, your whole theory okay. kind of fell apart so here's what i remember late 90s okay. yeah movie store yeah one of them is dying two teenagers yeah uh they're in love throughout the course of the show and that makes sense how do you have a rough many seasons over under six it's a no. It's a short show. It's like a it's oh, like a fourteen it episode. Okay, here's it's, the thing. Uh, have you watched it? I watched the first few episodes, but I watched it with a group of people, and uh, we didn't finish it together. How underground is this thing? Uh, not very. Like, it's not going to be someone's first anime they watch, but it's pretty common. 
among the anime community. And she's dying. This just sounds like uh I didn't like say John she was Gr- dying. I just said one of them was. This yeah, tells well, a lot about you. The person is dying. <laughs> Did I say she, uh, someone is dying? <laughs> this sounds a lot like Fall in Our Stars. <laughs> Teenage Romance, one of them is dying. Um, I want to say it's made up because it's Fault in Our Stars. However, I feel like it's so. I feel like I feel like it's real because if an idea has occurred once, it's probably occurred more than once. This is this could just be a trope I didn't know about. So I'm gonna say it's real. And I have the name is gonna be. It's probably not even in English. Um, there are but, most of the anime on this list have English names. So okay, the English name is uh, the final act. All right, not not a bad guess. Uh, this is fake. No, I I did make that up kind of from the start. Um, yeah, <laughs> I had a feeling, but I convinced myself otherwise. <laughs> Uh, there are a few anime though that's very like high school seniors are in love. One of them is dying. You know th- that is kind of an anime trope. Um, but this specific like late '90s blockbuster aesthetic, uh, to the best of my knowledge, is not an anime. Okay. Um, next one: a middle-aged man gets killed during his day-to-day life and gets reincarnated in a new world as a slime with new abilities, such as the ability to consume and mimic anything he comes into contact with. What? Okay, first of all, as a slime? Correct. You're not that creative. That First of all, that's not believable, which means it's probably real. <laughs> um, reincarnated, how did he die again? He was just stabbed while having a conversation with his coworker. Yeah, this is definitely real. And he, just, and he can is he turn into people or items? Uh, he can consume and mimic the abilities of anyone he comes into contact with. Okay. And, uh, did he get, does he become reincarnated immediately? Like, does he die on a Monday and come back on a Tuesday? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Cause I, I always thought about like, do people die and then like come back a hundred years later? Like, I don't know. No one ever said as like immediately. And then does he remember his previous life? Yeah. Okay. That would make I, the show way more interesting. I'm going to say it's real. Uh, it is real. Also, I haven't seen it, so I don't know if he remembers his past life. I would assume okay. so. And my uh, name for it is gonna be uh, bum 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 bum. Uh, second chance. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, the title of this anime is "That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime." Wow. Um, I'm just gonna go with a literal take <laughs> from now on. I'm just gonna just say what it is. <sighs> All right, next one. Uh, taking place in a dimension separate from our own, sorcerers terrorize a rundown city, and we follow our main character as she tries to keep herself and her friend, a bipedal crocodile man, safe from the dangers of the outside world. I mean, what? Um, I think this one's pretty self-explanatory. Is this apocalyptic? <laughs> like, is this the end of the world, or is this just suck for them? It just sucks <laughs> for them. It just sucks for okay. them. Okay, okay, okay. Um... I feel like Craig would have said apocalyptic. So I feel like this is real because anime, for some reason, cities will like get burned down a couple times. And then they just keep going. Yeah. They just keep going. (laughs) Um, But Craig would have said apocalyptic. I want to say it's real, but here's the thing. I feel like all anime is real because anything can happen. (laughs) And I've said real three times in a row now. (laughs) Um, And I'm going to keep, I think this is real. Uh, this one is real. It's called uh, Doro Hadoro. I okay, just I'm started. Glad it. You make me guess on that one. That yeah, I I yeah. Um, I just started this one the other day. Um, this one's brutal. Uh, the crocodile man that I mentioned. Uh, yeah. he has a man stuck inside his throat, so he sticks other people down his throat so he can get a look at them. And that's terrifying. Yeah, it's a very brutal show. Like the end of the first episode. He rips a little girl's face off, like, on accident, but, like, it still happens. And I'm like, oh, man, this show is uh, really taking some big swings, aren't they? Um, That's uh, that's crazy, dude. Absolutely nuts. Uh, All right, next one. Uh, A drug run goes bad after a rookie runner gets caught by the cops. While trying to escape, our main character falls and hits the back of his head, which gives him the unique ability to rewind time 112 seconds. He's reluctantly recruited by the police to use this skill to help catch the rest of the cartel he works for. There is no way that is real. Why? There is no... First of all... (laughs) Okay. That's impossible. 
Okay. That is, that is impossible. That is okay. such an American. That's, that's like a Americans came up with this. That, that There's no way that's real. There's there's no way that's real. Where someone hits their head and now they have powers to only go back a little less than two minutes. And now they're helping out the cops. That's an, no, there's no way that's real. Yeah, you're right. I did make that one up. But I'm upset because if if that's how you're getting through, like, there, an anime wouldn't do this. Boy, howdy do I have some anime for you. <laughs> My way, I will say, maybe the way I wrote is the most normal way that somebody gets powers. Normally, in, in anime, people just have powers. You know, my mistake was giving this guy a right. reason to have powers in the first place. Yeah. That, that's that's a Marvel way about it. They have to have an origin story. In anime, yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, this guy just beats people with one punch. Yeah, and the girl who leapt through time, she just leaps through time. That's just a thing she can yeah. do. Kiki and Kiki's yeah, and we're delivery start service, story she's just when she's a like witch. 26. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. When doing research for a school project, our main character uncovers an old town secret. His grandfather may be responsible for the most famous assassination in his town's history. The show follows as the murder case is reopened, independently solved, and being hidden from our main character's family all at the same time. I hope this is real, because that sounds awesome. Because it sounds so awesome, I don't believe you came up with it, because I would be very impressed, and if you did come up with this, we're writing this coming up with a story we're writing this down and we're going to pitch it to people <laughs> okay that's <sounds> awesome good. <laughs> uh this is definitely real and in the everything is literal i'm gonna say uh my grandfather shot a man <laughs> okay the thing is <laughs> okay so i did make this one up i did make this one up however we could absolutely pitch it with that title my grandpa shot a man is actually a perfect anime title Dude, I love that so much. This that sound that was awesome. <laughs> I hoped that was real. Uh, I thought you were uh, going to get me to watch anime. I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'm going to watch that because that sounds freaking sick. All right, this last one. I need I to know. also stop saying things. Everything is real. It's not working out for me. <laughs> All right, last one. A new VR game has just come out and everybody's playing it. The only problem is once you go in, you can't come out until you've beaten the 100 level video game. Some characters fight to return to the real world. Some people start new lives within the new space. But if you die in the game, you die in real life. Well, that's real. I feel like that's every movie. That, that doesn't even have to be an anime. I feel like there's a bunch <laughs> of movies like that. So that's got to be real. Or did I just rip off Spy Kids three? Well, that could be that could be Spy Kids three. That could be freaking. That sounds like a variation of Free Guy. That sounds like it just dying in the game, dying in real life is like Inception. Dying in the dream, you die in real life. There's just like so many things like that. Um, uh, there's a m movie called Gamer where uh, not Russell Crowe, the other guy, Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler is <laughs> controlled by a guy. And he's the guy's controlling him like a video game. And obviously, if Gerard Butler dies, he dies for real. This is definitely real. Okay. Do you have a name for it? Uh, we're going to... Okay. We're going to... dies Trapped in cyberspace. Uh, no. This is real. And this is called Sword Art Online. Okay. Okay. I wasn't... I was in the right realm, but I was never going to get that. Have you ever heard of Sword Art Online? No. Okay. That's one of those ones that people probably have heard of. I was just curious if you had... Um, yeah, it's it's definitely the premise of a lot of things. That's yeah. that plot sounded very familiar. Okay, well that was overseas. Um, this was a fun trip to. I I think we learned a lot about you and just kind of your uh, media tastes and takes uh, in yeah. the course of about ten minutes. <laughs> Alex, yeah, what's I'm our a one big hit? fan of Grandpa shooting people. Um, <laughs> our one hit is called Starter Pack. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. And we just you know create starter packs. We'll go back and forth. We'll see you can go the furthest so if i say things like uh soccer mom we'll go back and forth creating a starter pack and the first time when someone can't come up with one or it's a bad part of the starter pack that person loses yeah okay uh for anyone who doesn't know this concept this is a very popular meme where people give like a stereotype or a kind of person and all the things that are associated with that person. So like, like you said, like a soccer mom, like a starter pack for a soccer mom would be a minivan, a bottle of wine, you know, the haircut, stuff like that. Right. So 
And obviously it has to be something that we're both familiar with. So we can't do starter pack military because sure. know, it's not fair. Um, or whatever you're into, uh, starter pack nerd or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he's got me nailed down to a T. How did he read me so easily? Uh, how will I ever recover? Oh man. <laughs> uh, let's do starter pack. Um, disgruntled customer. Or is that too much like Karen? That's too much let's like Karen. Some, I, let's, let's do this one. Else. Let's do this yeah. one. Um, uh, the uh, art kid starter pack. Oh, geez. Yep. <laughs> um, I'll start. Uh, loose cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, graphite on the side of their hand. Like <laughs> smeared. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, watercolor paint that they swear they're going to go back to. Yep, yep, yep. Uh Hundred and fifty dollar colored pencils. <laughs> <laughs> a backpack that is kind of dangerous to reach into. No facts, bro. Um, half of their clothes uh, are like painters' clothes. They just it's just paint all over them. Or yeah, clay. I'm gonna bounce off of what you said, and this kind of goes back to the the pencil thing. Seven dollar outfit. Thousand dollar equipment. Yep, one hundred percent. Um, calls art teacher by their first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Says they're isolated. Doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Uh, had a summer where they dabbled in photography. <laughs> Always has events that they're inviting you to. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think we've bullied uh, the art kids enough. I yeah, think we can move we on. can keep going and we'll just call that one a tie. <laughs> I think if we get any further than that, it'll start getting genuinely mean. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's do, let's just do, hi, oh, I wish this wasn't a one hit because we could do this forever. Forever, yeah. We used to do this a long time ago where we just bully our friends and I kind of want to do that again. So let's do... Um, kid that wants to be a teacher when they grow up um early superiority complex okay that's pretty good uh at best 2.8 gpa (laughs) (laughs) um always telling you school wasn't that bad guys that's pretty good that's pretty good um most of the teachers don't remember who they are <laughs> oh man. Yeah, dude, this one's kind of rough. We kind of hit all the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll count that as a win, though. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. You got one? Yeah. Um, oh, let's do like the 20 year old tough guy starter pack. Okay. 20 year old tough guy. Um, and, and I think you'll understand the vibe I'm going for um, pretty early when I, you know, <laughs> um, like always has a pocket or like always has a, like a, a knife on them. Yeah. Uh, has too many rings on their hands. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, says they're a free spirit, but always has to be with somebody. Yeah. 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 Yep. They say things like say that again and you'll see what happens. <laughs> um, their favorite movie is the Godfather? They have not seen two or three. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, man, there's so. Many oh, you know things. what? I'll even give you another one. I'll get. I'll give you another one. Um. Okay. Okay. Says that men aren't real men these days. Yup. <laughs> yup, <laughs> dude. Uh, big fan of leather in general. Belts, jackets, whips, just leather. Yeah. Um. Blames women for being single. Yep. Uh, orders steaks dangerously raw. <laughs> like he has something to prove. He's like, I like the taste of blood. <laughs> He's like, okay, man, chill. <laughs> okay, chill. Uh, has never cooked a meal for himself ever. Uh, memorizes the guns in John Wick movies. <laughs> but also points out how John Wick fights could never happen in real life. Yeah, um, I mean, I think we got this guy nailed to a T. This guy nailed down. I think we're good on this one. All right, let's yeah. do one more. 
Okay. Um, let's do. Um, oh, got caught up in an MLM. Oh, sure. Yeah. Number one, strained marriage. <laughs> Two, uh, has a hard time making friends. And that and might have something to do with inviting them to parties all the time, trying to sell them stuff. <laughs> Three, calls themselves independent entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, four, too many kids. I'm not going <laughs> to give a specific many. number, but it's always more than they should have. <laughs> <laughs> like you go to your like you go to their house and you see two and you're like oh that's a normal number and then you hear more in the distance and you're kind of just afraid to ask yeah 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 um always brings it up always brings it up cannot have a conversation without it yep uh tries to keep the whole santa secret a secret way too long like kids or teenagers very active on facebook messenger Oh, very active. So active. So active. <laughs> um, has so many piercings. Specifically, <laughs> nose piercings and belly button piercings. You've never seen them use the product. <laughs> yep. Um, How does this shake I'm taste? I'm sure it tastes good. This is really hard. Uh, has a P.O. box? You don't know where. Okay, I think you got me beat on this one. <laughs> I can't come up with any more. <laughs> All right, that uh, was Starter hey, Pack. It's our one and, hit. And if we hit too close to home on any of these, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe be somebody. Those are those are not people you want to be. Um, free balling. I want to start with the anime that I finished. I've been watching a lot more anime recently, and I finished a show called The Great Pretender, and. This is one of those shows that, like, if you wanted to try to, if you were able to to sit through the anime tropes that I know you don't like, this is one mm-hmm. that I would recommend to you. This is like the now you see me of anime, where the whole show is about con men. And it does that thing where it does the con, and then it breaks down how the con was done. And that is a kind of show that I really like. It has okay. that it has that style. It has that like um slick confidence that you and I both really like in our characters. Um mm-hmm. it's also there's like twenty-four episodes, I think. It's all on Netflix. Um and it's broken down into like five episode arcs. So like each case takes about five episodes or each con takes about five episodes. And this is just my kind of show. I like shows that are written smart with cool and charismatic characters. And so I was able to like, once I sat down to watch this show, I got through it pretty quick. I watched like half of it in like two days. So, so if you want a pretty cool anime that's pretty close to like what we want from tv great pretenders is just a really cool really short show oh dude um i watched alone reality show on netflix it is about uh 10 survivalists who get put in a remote location and they are by themselves filming themselves and whoever's out there the longest wins half a million dollars and they're because they're filming themselves they're no they have no interaction with humans until about a month in when they get weekly health checks so once a week they come in just be like all right do we need to put have you lost too much weight is blood dropper dropped blood temperature dropped are you okay and then they leave again for a week and you don't see anybody um and then the only way you can get out is there's they have, give you a sat phone to call and be like i officially give up and that's it uh you can bring 10 items of your choosing and then they give you a pack full of stuff that they said you can you can have so like everybody gets rope, everybody gets whatever, but you have to choose between like a toothbrush, a ferro rod for starting fires, a sleeping bag. Like you get to pick 10 of those things and they give you a list. And so like, you can't just get creative and make your own stuff. Um, it's uh 10 episode seasons. Um, and the one on Netflix is season eight. I think there's been nine released. They just Netflix bought eight or whatever, or released it. Um, and every single contestant sees a bear. Oh, whoa. Every single one. And they only have a bow and arrow. 
And then like they're and then they have like bare deterrence that were given to them, like loud noises. That's like air crazy. And I'm like, that's terrifying. This, so this one is filmed in like Western Canada, like between Washington and Alaska. And it's like in November. So they get snow 30 days in. <laughs> it's crazy. It's captivating. I'm not a huge, like, I don't care about survival shows like Man versus Wild, uh, any Bear Girl stuff. Not, none of that has ever appealed to me. Naked and Afraid, Survivor Man. But this is like captivating because these are all people who have convinced themselves that they can survive out here. They're like prepared to be out here for three or four months, like mentally. And then they, it just doesn't work out how it's supposed to work out. Super great watch. I highly recommend it. Even if you're not into reality shows, it feels so real because they're filming it themselves. Highly, highly recommend. Um, That's crazy because all those survival shows, like, man, I cannot relate to anything less than survival shows dude it's so hard to watch i'm like oh i would not do that and that's crazy i would i would i would quit i would quit right then and there that sucks it's cr- dude everyone's like oh yeah i lost 50 pounds in yeah. six weeks because <laughs> i've been starving because like even naked and afraid which is like the most tame version of these survival shows i look at that and i'm like wow that looks like that sucks no thanks i'm good I'd have a couple inconvenient mosquito bites and be like, I'm good, guys. Thanks. <laughs> um, I watched Devotion with Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell, and this movie's okay. <laughs> so so this movie takes place in the Korean War. Um, I watched it with my family and my dad and Andrew. They were all into like the war stuff and like this yeah. battle turned the tide of the Korean War. And I'm like, Glenn Powell's cute. Um, and so it's Glenn Powell and Jonathan Majors, and these two do not have much chemistry together on screen, and that makes this 220 watch a little rough. <laughs> um, and it's a bummer because this movie is about. Navy air pilots, right? Mm-hmm. And Glenn Powell has talked a lot about in promotion for this movie how he had a lot of inner turmoil between choosing this movie, choosing Top Gun, doing both, and being known as the Navy pilot guy. And I don't know, man. This one just didn't really strike with me. There are cool moments. It, it does the. It has the same problem that Top Gun has, where like if they're not flying, I don't care. <laughs> So, so like we watched it on Paramount Plus. We didn't pay anything for it. Joe Jonas is in it for some reason. Did that makes a lot? That makes a lot of sense now. What you're saying. So like none of this movie spoke to me, and I don't know if it's because it's not my kind of movie, or if this is a version of a movie that could have been made better. So. If you're into, if you watched Top Gun and you're like, I would kill for another period piece fighter plane movie, watch Devotion. Do it. I'm not going to stop you. I cannot in good faith recommend this movie to anybody, however. It's like a 5 out of 10, you know? Not oh, offensively wow. bad, but like, whatever. Not worth right? it. Um, I, yeah. Uh, I finished Atlanta. Okay, yes. We've been waiting for this conclusion for a while. Yeah, I finished it. It is good. It is not for everybody. Yes, because you and I talked a few days ago, and you were close to the end of Atlanta. You were only like a few episodes away. Right. Um, and there's only, I think, four seasons. Yeah. And no season has more than 12 episodes. Yeah, and from what you told me, this is not a very marathonable show like you gotta you gotta like sit with it yeah and there's like they have i think every season has two or three one-offs they're just completely unrelated like there's a documentary in one there's one about a school shooter oh wait no that's kind (laughs) of we don't need to worry about the semantics (laughs) there's just a lot of just one-offs like oh this has nothing to do with the movie it's just like commentary on black culture and I felt it's very interesting. It is one of the most interesting shows I've ever watched. Okay. Um, and it's very artistic and I enjoyed it as far as a like overarching plot and character development. That's kind of there. 
but not really. Sure. This movie uh, or that show is also sold as a comedy or it's marketed as a comedy. Yeah, it has comedic elements. It's not a comedy. Okay. Um, it's all about Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, who becomes a manager for his cousin, Paperboy. And they it starts off in Atlanta, obviously, and then Paperboy gradually gets more and more famous and how their lives change as they become more and more successful. But like heavily, heavily influenced by African American culture. And I think it's dope and you get to see like his relationship with his baby mama and how that works out because they they're like it's an on again off again relationship he starts off not having any money because he's a manager for a uh re- highly niche and regional rapper and then eventually they blow up and it's just it's so interesting you're not gonna rush to finish it there's no cliffhangers it's just interesting and i liked it I think it's like a high seven, low eight. Um, sure. But I don't think I'm going to watch it again. This show is one of those shows that's been on my list for a very, very long time. And I want to watch it. But now that I've learned just like how heavy it gets, like it is rough for me to watch heavy shows right now. I watched the first 30 minutes of The Last of Us and stopped because I can't handle that right now. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a lot. Of, it's not like you don't have to worry about people dying or anything like that. It's just like. Bleak. It's just, it's just like, yeah, a, a lot of times here's a lot of people need an escape from life. This just feels like more life sometimes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Okay. The, um, the last thing that we have to talk about is I watched a man called Otto with Tom Hanks. Now yes. I've known about this movie coming out for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I knew it was an old person movie. It looks like an old person movie. And with almost timing blessed by the gods themselves, I had lunch with my parents and they said, we want to go see a man called Otto. And I, a man of family, a person who believes that people should enjoy what they enjoy, obliged them and took them to see a man called Otto. And it was better than I thought it was going to be. All right. Like, Like all things considered. Also, not the movie I thought it was going to be. I didn't know much about this movie. I thought it was just going to be Tom Hanks being a curmur- uh, a curmudgeon for two hours and not enjoy watching that. Um, mm. This movie gets kind of dark. Um, so this movie starts effectively with Tom Hanks's character trying to kill himself. Oh, and my gosh. Because he's an old man who lives alone. Uh, he's a widower. And so there's just like one day where he starts calling the phone company, the electric company, like, hey, cancel all my stuff. And then he tries to kill himself. And so this movie is about more than anything else trying to live with grief. And how do you carry on when everything that you love is gone? Every reason that you've had to continue is no longer there. How do you find new ways to live? And I am a sucker for that kind of movie. I am a very emotional person and a movie that's like, hey, hope still exists. Life is still there for you to live. I love movies like that a lot. That being said, this movie is written for a different generation (laughs) Boy, howdy, is there a lot of young people in their phones, young people don't know how to drive stick shifts, like, that that is a not uncommon theme in this movie, and let me tell you, that gets old fast. Also, when your character's main trait is that they are unlikable, guess what? I won't like them. Oh, no. So, those are big, huge hurdles to overcome with this movie. At the end of the day, I liked it. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Is it a great movie? No. It's kind of like that gifted uh, effect that we watched back in December where, like, you know that this movie is trying to emotionally manipulate you. You yeah. know when th- you know fair. when this movie is setting up an emotional punchline later you can see it coming however i'm a sucker for it um i give it a 6.75 i don't regret watching it it 
I liked the message of it. The movie itself was a little sloppy, but at the end of the day, not a waste of my time. Okay, hearing you give that a 6.75, I'm going to go back and change my hitch. I'm going to change that to a 7.25. <laughs> Whoa! I just, I mean... While you were thinking about that, I'm going to give mine an extra half a point. Because I'm like, well, I liked it more than you liked that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give it a 7.25. <laughs> we've never had such a delayed release for a rating before i love that so much alex is frantically changing his document so it's yeah that doesn't add up (laughs) (laughs) uh all right alex what are we watching next week watching remember the titans whoa wow the 2000 classic with denzel washington and i'm excited i haven't seen this movie in a decade definitely longer than that actually i haven't seen this in 15 years so yeah i'm excited i am very excited oh god yeah i'm excited too holy crap all right well that's next week my name is craig wells aka permanent handle and i'm alex good aka alex good have fun be safe and make good choices and while you're at it look out for motorcycles Oh, my God. Yeah, watch out, man. (laughs) This podcast can't end because he hits a guy. Man, I I don't want to do that. See you next week. Deuces. (laughs) 